What's up, Nana Nation? I uh, quickly want to jump on before this recording starts and just let you guys know that, yes, we realize that we're way off with this podcast. Um, yeah, so uh, you guys might have heard already that uh, the home the home brain, the, the mothership, of the motherboard of the, the podcast, um, she dead. Yeah, she dead. Unfortunately, our hard drive died on our computer. And it took about a week to get it back. Well, four or five days to get it back. Um, During that time, life got crazy. And we were unable to release this podcast. But this podcast is gold, baby. And we can't let it just fly under the radar. So enjoy. Maybe some of our predictions are right. Some of them might be wrong. Most of them probably are. But tune in and check it out. Thank you so much. Here it is, Hockey Town, baby. Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed. This is the Not After 30 Podcast, a podcast about reminiscing about your 20s while surviving your 30s. Now, it's time for the show. What's up, Not Not Nation and lovers of NHL hockey? This is Hockey Town. I'm joined live in studio with Brian Smith, a.k.a. Brian Smythe, a.k.a. the Lonely Habs fan. What's up, baby? I'm a very sad, lonely Habs fan. Oh, buddy. Give me a hug. The Habs fans in Toronto. Le and sob, the really big sob. <laughs> the, the, awkward, the, the awkward sob podcast with Brian, with Brian <laughs> well, Smith. Well, I'm doing the French thing. Le sob, le sob. Le sob. I'm sob. not the sobbing one. Brian is the francophone sobbing one who's not actually <laughs> Brian Smith. <laughs> And that beautiful voice across the beautiful, <laughs> <laughs> across the beautiful country of ours, thanks to technology, is the Chalupa Cabra, aka Aaron Chalupa, aka the host of the Awkward Throw Clear, Aaron Chalupa. What's up, baby? Not much, man. Just excited for some hockey talk. Yes, yes. Or well, hockey town. Um, I'm not sure if the hockey talk is trademarked by anybody. Hockey so. talk town. Yeah, I'm gonna guess it is. Probably. Hockey um, town. Yeah. Hockey town. Hockey town. So, in the uh, case of full disclosure, this is actually the second time we're recording the first part of this podcast. The first time, it got fucked up a little bit. Yeah, it's like sex with me. You gotta go a second round. The first time, there's usually technical difficulties. (laughs) The Sob! (laughs) The Sob, coming soon to a podcaster near you. Uh, Okay, guys, uh, really quickly, did you guys vote for the Not For 30 podcast? Of course I did. All right. Good, good, good. If you guys don't know, the Doctor 30 podcast was nominated for a Canadian Podcast of the Year Award. We'll find out this weekend if we won. Fingers crossed. Go Hockey Town. And next year, we're going to get into that sports category. If we win, we're going to make a naked calendar of all of us. Ooh, yeah. And sell the, it online. Yes. All the, all the personalities. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Aaron, Brian, me, Greta, John, Dave... Ba, sorry. We got eight months right there. Okay, yeah. So an eight-month calendar. Jordan, nine months. Uh, no fluffing allowed, by the way. Okay, nine-month nine month calendar coming soon. It's going to be a small, cold evening when we film. <laughs> I don't want to be any of the winter months. <laughs> no. Summer months only. No fluffing. That's the rule. All right, guys. I'll take August as a nice summer month and also 31 days and my birthday month. Oh. And you can also mix it up, too. I, I've been over these calendars before, like, trying to make it work. Um, you could also have, like, the hosts 
of the sub series get together for like one month. Oh. And then like and then Hockey Town could do a month. Yes. Like maybe that's the start like, of the NHL year. Like so that's one October month. And it's just blocking our dicks. No, no, no. Full oh. frontal's gotta be open. Oh. We're just in helmet, <laughs> gloves, and skates. Nothing else. We're holding the hockey stick up so it's covering all our nipples. I like it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, shit, where did I get distracted. Okay. Uh, really quickly, let's recap our own teams. We'll start with Brian. Brian, how are your Montreal Canadiens? Uh, they're fantastic. I, uh, I'm very surprised. I think Bergevin has done a great job of, you know, he's saying he's gonna stay put, not really make any big additions. Which is great for once he's actually doing something right. You know, the Druin trade finally coming to fruition looking good. Domi looks like a great addition. Um, yeah, rave reviews for the Habs right now. Unbelievable. All right, just to backtrack a little bit, in our NHL preview show that we recorded, you had the Montreal Canadiens with 67 points. Then when we did Hockey Town, the first edition, you then had the Montreal Canadiens at 84 points. Where do you put the Montreal Canadiens finishing this year? Uh, right now, with how they're playing, I think they can eclipse 90 points. So uh, maybe like 92 points, something along that. 92 points, all right. Aaron, how are your... Edmonton Lonely Oilers. The oh, Edmonton. God. No, I got nothing. Lonelyers. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Nah, nothing. Nah. Nothing. I would. I, w- I would. I wouldn't expect anything more from you, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> the Ottawa Shooters. <laughs> the Ottawa. You mean the sen- the, the Ottawa Senators? Well, that's good. Sen- Senators <laughs> is real good. <laughs> It reminds me of, uh, what is it, Archer, where it's just like, yeah, we're having stir-fry on Friday. Guess what we call it? Stir-Friday. Damn, that's a good <laughs> one. Yeah, we don't call it that. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, the Oilers are, again, disappointing me. Um, this is just, you know, beforehand it was just, okay, yeah, well, that sucks. That's shitty. But there's just so much hope, and there's no understanding why it's come to this again. Like, you think that after you win the literal lottery, like, you actually won the fucking lottery by getting McDavid, um, you think that after that, it's like, well, it's pretty easy, you know, to build a team after that, uh, or uh, build a team up after that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, maybe it's just trickier for a GM. Like, maybe everyone's, like, spiteful toward the, towards the Oilers for whatever reason. I have no idea. Do they have a GM but, now? Yeah, it seems that Torelli just couldn't make a deal happen to benefit the team. Uh, the two things I think that he did really well was trade for Talbot and then trade for Maroon. And besides that, it's either been um, kind of dead even trade or shittier trade. An Ottawa shittier trade. Ottawa shittier. <laughs> okay. In recent, in recent times. Aaron, you Ottawa. had at the beginning of this season, you had the Oilers scoring or winning 90 points. And then at Hockey Town, winning winning ninety points. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then um, at the halfway mark, or sorry, Hockey Town number one, you changed that to ninety four points. Where do you now put the Edmonton Oilers? Well, jumping up there, that was probably right when they got uh, Hitchcock, and they kind of had a, a little fresh start with the coach. So I was kind of feeling that, I guess. But now it's a little bit. Uh, I don't know. The, the ball is over, and Cinderella's dress has turned into rags again. So uh, I'm probably going to say probably, let's go 72 points here. Uh, currently, the Oilers have checking uh, 53 points. And, yeah, I don't know. I think we could get another, you know, 10 wins or so. 
or, you know, 20 overtime losses. <laughs> all right, all right. I mean, you sound a little beat up, dude. I, everything okay? A little down? Oh, yeah, no, it's it's just exhausting. Just You know, I love talking about hockey, but at the same time, whenever I bring up hockey, it always goes back to how crappy the Oilers are playing right oh, now. So. Well, at least... Uh, just the, 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 the abysmal organization they are at the moment. At least you've got a few more years of being able to use tears as lubricant. Yeah, that's true. Uh, use what? Sorry, tears is lubricant. Oh yes, of course. Yeah, no, like I, I can, you're I can cry on spot. You know, with, with the Oilers missing, with the Oilers missing, you know, what, what, what will it be? Twelve of the last thirteen postseason. You know, like yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good at crying and using my. Tears maybe you can get uh, Ryan Smith back. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he'll help you. Out. I would love him if he came back. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> I love that man. What's he up to? Oh, He's probably geez. not doing anything, anyways. No, well, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not. I, last time I heard about him playing hockey, he was playing in the top men's league here in Alberta, and he got a bl- that blindside hit after he scored a goal, and somebody just headshot him. Yeah, yeah, that was brutal, and that was in the playoffs too. I think it was in the finals. So uh, ever since then, I think he actually retired completely from hockey because I think that was the whole thing. Is like, oh, I'll just play in this top men's league where people aren't nearly as dirty as they are, but. I guess that changed a little bit. So. It's worse than this. Yeah, I think so. It's worse. Yeah, it's 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 just like uh, the the cheap shots are harder. I got to imagine because the the guys mm. who are playing are more bitter than the guys yeah. like. Oh, there's no one going to the show. He's just like, I could have made it. I could have. I just didn't smoke that much meth. I would have made it. <laughs> All right. So um, left is my Toronto Leafs. Uh, I mean, Brian's Montreal Canadiens could make the playoffs. But my Toronto Maple Leafs are definitely making the playoffs. Which and bounced by yeah. Boston. There was a point round. I was scared. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> you know, it's it's been a wacky season. It's been an overall successful season, but it's been real wacky. We had this power play that, I mean, for sure the puck was going in the net. And then I think for Skid for like 15 games, they didn't score a power play goal, which just boggled everybody. But, I mean, they got figured out pretty quickly. Every team watched a tape because they were having highlight goal, power play goals being scored. And uh, that shit gets around. So I, th- I like now that now they balance that out a little bit. Just to backtrack, uh, I had them winning 107 points at the beginning of the season. Then uh, Hockey Town 1, I had them bumped up to 110. And I've dropped them down to 106 uh, to end the season this year, uh, I mean that puts them at slightly better than 500 hockey uh, to end the season. But I'm pr- like I'm pretty sure they'll go on a, like a four or five game winning streak, lose two, and then go for another five, four or five game winning streak. It's kind of what they do all season. Yeah. They'll, they, they, I think they've mm-hmm. only lost two in a row. They've never lost more than two in a row. So I'm mean, not too too worried. This team's going to make the playoffs. It's just who's going to stay healthy. You've seen a couple guys go down in the last couple weeks, and not too too bad. They went through a horrible stretch where they couldn't keep a goalie for more than, like, 20 minutes. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. The, the team's good. I just, I, I'm curious to see what happens at deadline time and all everything else around that to worry too much about what's going to happen in two months. Let's just get through this month. Yeah. Go, let's go. <laughs> yeah. For all right. It's not a blind Leafs, like... Everything's gonna be great. We're the best. <laughs> I, I believe. I believe that everything's gonna be okay. I just. I, I, I'm. At this point, I also don't want to jinx too much going into. Even like I don't care about any of that stuff. If the Leafs make it, like I, Brian, I, I don't know, Brian. I, I've I've never really met a Leafs fan that wasn't humble. 
yeah. <laughs> or they you know, know right. overzealous or over anticipation for their team. I've always known them to be very humble and you know very realistic with expectations. Oh, for sure, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Oh my God, you you non Leaf fans are so bitter. Yeah, we're hundred percent bitter. <laughs> You're so bitter that John Tavares didn't sign and didn't even take a call with Montreal. Hey, look how good the Islanders are doing without John Tavares. I Just know. Saying. Yeah, but that's a locker bad room aid. cancer. Yeah. Locker room cancer. <laughs> but that, that. Yeah, look. Yeah, look. Look at the Islanders right now. They're doing so well. They have a whole point over the Toronto Maple Leafs, yeah. and they're top of the Metropolitan. They and and the Leafs did just get shut up by Arizona, the future team of Mitch Marner. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Arizona's a good team. I'll just sit my scotch right now. Aaron, Arizona's a good team. Oh man. Hey, you know what? The, Arizona is actually a pretty decent team. Wait for it. Crickets. Wait, I'm wait, just wait, crickets. wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. That was a shitty game. And they're losing to the St. Louis, St. Louis Blues right now. Anyways. They, they, they're a pretty good team right now. Yeah, they are. Okay, so. They're third in the Central. Going on. I'm going to, let's move past this quickly, please. And <laughs> let's get into this. Quick question. You guys, if you guys didn't see Hockey Night in Canada on the weekend, Don Cherry goddamn lost his mind. Quick question. Does Don Cherry hate the, hate the Hurricanes more than he hates the Russians? Yes or no? Oh, it's a tough question. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no, but John Cherry's like 110 years old, so you know. What you say? He hates black too. Yeah, exactly. There's not much that he doesn't hate. Cause that's your thing. So <laughs> that's the reality. Listen, <laughs> me and black people are great. I'm one one twenty eighth black. All right. All right. <laughs> Just did ancestry.ca. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm one twentieth victim. <laughs> I am 128th offended by your comments. <laughs> uh, you know, I, what I, well, I, f- I feel bad for any Russians on the Hurricanes. Oh, that's you know, a double. Cherry, like, if he ever Ooh. met them, he'd probably explode. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, okay, first and foremost, when this first started happening, what, what's it called? The score? Uh, the skull chant? Oh, the skull? The skull chant? Yeah. So what, when they first started doing that, I was like, ah, that's cute. Look at that. You know, like small market team doing anything to kind of catch on. This is like this is small market like Nashville Predators, right? Like gimmicky, whatever. I don't care. Like it, I, I'm all for it. But it's gotten to the point now where it's, where it's a little annoying for me. Uh, and I, I, I don't think they could just stop it. Like they they kind of have to own it now. Yeah. But I don't know. I, to, for Don Cherry on, you know, Hockey Night in Canada, most watched – hockey programming in the world to go off like that like this is like a tweet this could have been a tweet that no one like everyone forgot about the next day but now everybody's talking about it because Don Cherry like Don, listen Don Cherry's been right with a lot of things he's also been way off the mark I think small markets have to do silly things like this there's nothing this is as silly as giving away a scarf at a game to get people to come or giving away Wendell Clark mustaches to you know like it's a, yeah. it's the same thing who gives a shit? Or bobbleheads. Bobble, exactly. Yeah. I was saying everything, but I was trying to find something more silly than bobbleheads. And who really that gives a collect. shit? <laughs> if you don't like Carolina celebrating when they win a game, just fucking change the channel right before, right before yeah, the end of the game. Totally. Like, or right at the end of the game. It, it's honestly. Not, it's not like what Vegas does, where Vegas, like, knowingly mocks teams, where they're like, uh, when they play, is it, I think it's San Jose, and they bring out, like, the, like a knockoff of the mascot, and, like, they kill it with a sword or something like that. Like, it's not that crazy. 
You know, and it's and it's not they're not celebrating the defeat of another team. They're just celebrating a win. They're not like they're not like uh, throwing shade or anything like that. They're they're just having some fun with the fans. And each guy has his own thing that he's kind of put together. I'm okay with all those things. I just I I, it's hard for me to watch on the highlight reel all the time. I don't need to see it all the time. I just want to see the best one and then fuck off. Yeah, I or like a quick little blurb of it or something. Yeah. Exactly. And you know what? The the Golden Knights bringing out Japanese people to slay sharks uh, in their pregame, that's fine. You know, it's just, it's what Japanese people do anyway. <laughs> I can't keep a I, I, st- I still love I still love that South Park episode where um, America tricked Japan into thinking that dolphin and whale killed, uh, or dropped the bombs <laughs> on Hiroshima. Hiroshima and Nagasaki. That's so funny. Oh. Um, yeah, with, with with the celebration, I've gone to a number of European games and I've seen that kind of stuff, and it just seems like a very European thing. It kind of reminds me of you know, like the, the 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 hockey culture in Europe is very similar and synonymous with this the the soccer or football culture in Europe. You know, like you get the chanting, you get the drums, you get the singing, all that kind yeah, of stuff, and you get like the, rowdy. the yeah. axe on the yeah, ice. It's exciting. Like, whatever. I, I it really doesn't bother me that much. And what actually aggravated me more was the Golden Knights when they would have like a 10 minute long intro to the game totally. and they'd have to televise the whole thing <laughs> and I'm like and they do it the same one every game in the playoffs like so it'd be a game one you're like okay what are they going to do for this team and they do that thing and they do it for game two and they go do it for game five and game seven like it's you don't you always need to do that you don't always need to yeah. and that's what it was really annoying and especially for 10 minutes these little celebrations they take however long and then they're well, over and it's with. the end of the game um, like it's not the before yeah. the game where you have to wait for the game to start because of the stupid theatrical thing you know this is yeah. after the game you can, you can leave. leave you can change you your can channel you can turn off the yeah. yeah exactly and it just seems like the really old school guys are getting really bent out of shape about this I, mean, I haven't really heard too many of the the younger people getting upset with it, like it's Brian Burke and Don Cherry that I've heard most vocal about it. So, and it's it's Carolina. Yeah, who, who the, the fuck cares yeah. about Carolina? Absolutely. I've been waiting for them to move to Quebec or Saskatoon or Tuktoyaktuk for the last Saskatoon, fifteen years. Right. I listen. Oh man, I, I I've actually made arguments about Saskatoon getting a team, and I think it's totally viable once the economy picks back up. Anyway, moving on. Okay, moving on. Um, okay, so. I, are we all in agreement that Don, Don Cherry is overreacting? Just quickly. Oh yeah, for sure. They need to retire him and bring in a new coach to to come in oh and my get God. his. The, you the know, only way Don Cherry point of views. I'm Tom Clown. The only way Don Cherry gets gets fired is one of two things. He drops an N bomb. Number one. Number two. Sexual harassment. <laughs> Here's what I won't like. Or both. He. He sexually offends a black. He lady. walks out with his penis out of his zipper. Like, Don Cherry's the type <laughs> of person that will this the that will shit on other sports and talk about how tough hockey is to play and how physical the game is and how it's a man's man's game. Like he's the type of guy that says that shit, and then he goes and he's such a pussy about something like this that it's just like, come on, man. Well, and his big point was like it's not working because they still can't draw in in the Carolinas. Okay, but they don't have a great team either, this and the season's going to wash. Happened. You don't know if it's not working yet. Like, like the team's been actually been better, but his big argument is, well, they're not drawing, so it's not working. Okay, I guess that's that's a, a pretty good point, but if you it doesn't that doesn't matter because do you think they're doing stuff like this in I don't know, name another bottom feeder Edmonton Oilers? Are the Edmonton Oilers doing this? 
No, because maybe they, have, they should be. <laughs> maybe they should be. We did. We did get the Octane Girls years ago. The, the the cheerleaders, which I think is kind of a cop out for a Canadian market. Like you don't you need don't to do that, that in the Canadian market. Yeah, no, no. no. And I, as soon as they came in, I'm just like, really. Who started that? Okay, was that yeah. Nashville that started that? Daryl Cates. Oh, oh, female cheerleaders in hockey. I think that was really old. I thought that I think was that's Carolina. Done a long time ago. Started Carolina. That funny enough. The Islanders did that too. I met one of those girls on a cruise. And they, well, then you got the ice girls as well yeah. that would wear the skin little skippy outfits while they shovel the ice. I just think it's hilarious that like that's the that cheerleaders are still a thing in sports. Normally, I'm not a very PC person, but I just think it, it requires some balance. I think like when oh, we, when chicks we know you're not a, PC either, Brian. <laughs> yeah, I think when chicks Brian fight, PC Smith. Just think think of it. Hey, though. Anthony, are things still going good on your yes, side? Sir. Think, think about okay. it when you're when you go to you like you watch a UFC fight. Yeah. You see the ring girls come out like for a big Conor McGregor fight right. and stuff, right? What happens if you get like uh, Nunez versus Cyborg? Where's the fucking man coming in with his ring sign? Yeah, I get. It, it was like ring girls like, are just dumb, seemed, anyways. Like they're 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 just so it's not like a super homoerotic event. You know, seeing two guys wrestle in their underwear or on top of that, like, boxing where it originated. Like, oh, you're going to see two mostly mostly naked men beat each other up. But here are some women, and here's what you, you can tell your boys is what you really came for, the ring girls. It's like no one gives a shit. Everyone, everyone respects the sport of, of MMA and that kind of stuff. You don't need ring girls there. But that's the same shit about cheerleaders. Cheerleading, first of all, I, I always get into this debate with my sister how cheerleading is a, isn't a sport. But she she she, she competitively cheerleaded for years. Cool, sure. It's like golf. Golf's not a sport either. Sure, uh, and hey, competitive cheerleading is very different than cheerleading in hockey or right. football or right. anything. Yes, I agree. It's like I can't watch another fucking can can happen. Like, yeah. <laughs> and 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 cheerleading in hockey hockey is a step above. I don't know. Uh, Hosting at a restaurant, like it's yeah. it's like you're all you're doing is waving. You're waving and you, and you got good genetics. That's it. The yeah. little Chalupa remembers the sadness that was the cheerleading at the Niagara Ice Dogs game. That was fucking really sad. Yeah, that was really sad. Niagara's. That was worth the thirty dollars though to laugh at that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like wow, there's like three of them walking around. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, let's get off this. Let's get onto something more ridiculous. Oh, I already got off to that. Hi, <laughs> oh, hello. All right, Hi-o. now we're being pulled off Spotify. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for that. Phrasing. <laughs> My Japan Phrasing. joke was uh, fine, but uh, too much. <laughs> okay, moving on. The Chicago Blackhawks and the Ottawa Shitters had a game <laughs> where nine goals were scored in the first period, with a conclusive conclusive game of eight to seven for the Blackhawks. Guys, what the fuck? Um, is this ball hockey? Is this rec league? Is this where Ryan Smith got injured? What what is this? So I'm I'm just double checking right now. Nine goals scored in the first period is insane. Oh, it's nuts. So Chicago, yeah, I was right. Chicago, oh. yeah. Oh, there he goes again. <laughs> Adding shit to the start <laughs> of something. Chicago and Ottawa have the most goals against in the league. Like okay, so good, that's good. Good poll. Yeah. So in Chicago has the most. Which is crazy to think about with this push that they've been on lately that they still have 223 goals against. Wow. Which is absurd. The, to put that in perspective, the Islanders, with the least, have 138. Fuck. The, the season's not even done, and it's 82 or something like that. Fuck the Islanders. Fuck. That's nuts. 
So I'm not Robin Lehner. I'm not surprised. And Barry Trotz, the Islanders, man. You knew they'd become defensive the second year. And Lamorello. Yeah. You knew, like, they'd become a defensive team the second Barry Trotz got there. And, like, they've shattered expectations from that standpoint. But um, I'm not surprised. Chicago's on fire offensively right now, and they still can't play defense. So, yeah, I mean. <laughs> and Ottawa is a dumpster fire. Yeah, I, I, it, you don't want to see that in an NHL game. Fine, listen, like, I, I'm all for scoring, but when you see t- two teams that have the the worst goals against in the league, you know that's something, like, this is a recipe for disaster, but <laughs> shit. Oh, it was it yeah. was horrible. But, like, right now, this is a good segue into Duchesne. You, you hold, on, I wanna hear, hold on, I want to hear Aaron's opinion on this first. Oh, yeah. Chaloops, go ahead, bud. No, I, I can't really have an opinion. I cheer for the others. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I don't know. There's been some pretty crazy games lately, but, uh, yeah, that was a that was a doozy of a, of a game for sure. Um, yeah, I just feel so bad for the, 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 the Sens here this year because they don't even have their first-round pick. <laughs> right. And it's going to go to Colorado, and it's probably going to be – yeah, Hughes. So, yeah. oh well, it's just been that kind of a year. That's like yeah. the one organization um, that I look at, and I'm like, it's, it's the one team I look at or organization I look at, and I'm like, you know what? We're not the worst. Right now. <laughs> We're not so bad. So that's that's something. That's that's something. We 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 could have been Ottawa. <laughs> we could have been Ottawa. As much as I like Ottawa, we we, we sure could have been a lot worse like them. Like imagine if imagine if we traded our first round pick because we thought we thought we were doing well and that first round pick turned into McDavid. No. Nope. Oh my god. Nope. Um, coming from a Leaf fan who watched the Leafs trade away two number one or two first rounders, one being Tyler Sagan. Yeah, I'm good. That was the second overall. Yeah. Yeah. Second overall. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. yeah their first their first rounder who was it was the second overall. Yeah. Yeah. I. Um, yeah. The Senators are, they're Springfield's tire fire. That's what they yeah. are. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, but can, can I put this out there? Who saw this coming? Who saw this happening? I didn't see this happening at the beginning of the season. Well, maybe, sorry, not maybe at, no. at the end of last season. I didn't see this happening at the end of last season. Oh, I did. Like, it just, like, the locker room was falling apart. Like, oh, yeah, no one, respects, no one respects the actual logo that's on their chest right now, which is never a good thing. Yeah. Um, the organization is completely in an utter ruin yeah. at the moment with Melnick. The GM is not trusted. And then you also have like everything that was going on in the locker room. Like we knew about it into trade deadline because that was the big talk was Carlson going to be moved before. Right. Yeah. And then this year, the big, the big thing was with Duchesne and those boys in the Uber right. talking <laughs> shit about, you know, some other things going on. So it's just one fiasco after another. If like, it, Forget Jersey Shore for drama, reality. Watch fucking, you know, Redo Canal Shore or something like that. Uh, <laughs> good pull. I like it. I, I'm on board. I'll, I'll buy into that. Yeah. Like, what's more of a mess? Trudeau's cabinet or the Ottawa Senators? What's going on? Is the Mike Bullard show? What is going on right now? <laughs> oh, man. Great leaf, too. My God. <laughs> I, um... I know someone that you that prank called Mike Bullard once. Uh, they found out his number. <laughs> I don't remember how, but they like would leave like messages, a- acting like they were like from a Thai massage parlor. <laughs> and uh, 
and then one time he picked up the phone instead of letting it go. He was like, "You fucking kids, you gotta stop this." I uh, I saw him at Air Mills Town Center once. He's eating at Johnny Rockets with his family. And uh, I walked by and I was in shock. And I stared at him and I, he looked up. He glanced up. He didn't even look up. He glanced up and he saw me open, like, open mouth, John Lager. I'm like, Mike Bullard. And I, I mouthed it as he was looking at me and he looked down immediately. And I'm like, I'm going to just keep walking right now. Mm-hmm. It was way past his prime. This wasn't even close to it. Anyways. Yeah. All right. I wonder what Mike Bullard's doing now. He's just hanging out. He, he got that global money right now. So he's just hanging out, enjo- <laughs> enjoying, enjoying his life. So let's talk. Uh, let's talk Duchesne. Okay, yeah. So I have this crazy theory. I don't think Duchesne's getting moved. I think you're nuts. Right? But who? Okay, first of all, Ottawa needs to get a ton back for him, and it's not like he's not trying. Like you can see, this guy's okay. F- let the record show he got pulled from tonight's game. He was told he won't be playing the next couple games, so there's a good chance he's getting shopped. But or he's moving. But he, Ottawa has to get. A king's ransom for this guy, and he's not that type of player. He's not like a. He's, I don't know if he's a, a enough of a franchise player or enough of a big ticket player to actually get what center need the centers need just to get respect from their their fan base. If the centers get, he could finish. He could finish the year with forty goals, and he has more than a point a game yeah. on the worst team in the league at the moment. So well, that's not that bad. His cap is only his cap hits only six million, and he's going to be a rental. So a king's ransom, like looking at his stats and everything, and his cap hit, totally, you know, totally possible. I think, but the fact that he'd be a rental, possibly, that's pretty tough right there for a king's ransom. I think. Uh, I think. You're going to see a situation similar to, and I go off into other sports all the time, but like this just happened in the NBA with uh, Anthony Davis, right? You got this big center, Pelicans like got a huge package offered to them, and they declined it because they wanted more and more and more. Right. He's already said he's not re-signing there. Duchesne maybe hasn't said that, but like the writing's on the wall. No right. He, he's he's John Tavares, you know. Yeah. Exactly. So you got to get rid of him for whatever you can get because right. he walks away in free agency with nothing. That looks bad on the organization. Uh, so. I agree. And, I mean, that could be the straw that breaks the camel back. There might be a whole bunch of new Leaf fans at the end of the season in Ottawa. I, I'm just saying Ottawa has to leave with a first-rounder. They have to get a first-rounder for him. They'll get a first-rounder for him, no problem. So you think no problem? I think no problem getting a first-rounder with his production. I think it's stupid to give a first-rounder for him because, to be honest, his shooting percentage is double what his career average is right now. Oh, really? He, his career that, average is like 11%. You've been some good stats. I've been impressed with these. That's, that's yeah. a really good pull. Yeah. Is Deshane's shooting percentage is high? Yeah, his, cur- his career has? average is normally like eleven percent, and he's shooting almost. Well, over then take 20. it. Take. Well, then who gives a shit? Like if that's if 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 he's shooting that well, and he's a free agent at the end of the year, give him a, give a first rounder. That's not that big of a deal because what what are you hoping for? Well, the, the second well, year. Well, most likely you just cut ties and you let him go. Well, here's the thing: is he shooting that good because who he's playing with just works out well with him, or is he is anyone like there's no shots on the team? There's a lot of factors that go into someone's shooting percentage, right? Like, this isn't like OV. Like, Duchesne's not an OV-level scorer, right, but let's right. be honest. Right? So, okay. uh, I'm But curious. he's more than William Carlson. He's what? He's, he's a better shooter than William Carlson. Yes. Okay, yeah. 
Valid. I guess. Yeah. Well, because William Carlson was like the the insane stat guy last year, oh, like boggling a- analytics heads. There. Um. So where do you Wait. think Duchesne goes then? Anthony doesn't think he gets moved. I, what it, about you, Chaloops? I I think what it's like. What's happening here is you know that game Kerplunk, right? Yeah. Where you have all the marbles and you pull out those little red straws. Well, it's going to be the same. Like you have look like look at the, look at the trade board of like uh, you know any sports network has for people that they think they're going to go. As soon as one goes, the rest of it are going to go right. So with Panarin, if Columbus trades Panarin away to somewhere, I can see Columbus really pouncing on a guy like Deshane to fill that to fill that spot. Oh wow! I think I I, I could see Deshane. Really doing well so in, in Columbus. You, I'm not sure how well he'd work with Tortorella, but I think he'd do really well so in Columbus. So you're thinking that Columbus fills that hole immediately. You don't think they just give up on the season? They would have to. They would have to. They're a playoff team. They're, they, like this is where I know it, when when Brian and I were discussing about possibly talking about Columbus being a buyer and a seller. I think they're going to be both because you know are they are they like this is the thing with Columbus. Do you take your chance? in the playoffs and ride these guys all the way to the end, hopefully trying to get a Stanley Cup because this is the best that Columbus has been in a long time. And this is the best they'll be, I think, in a long time. So if you trade Artemi Panarin now and Bobrovsky at the end of the season, like, what are you doing to fill that? Like, yeah, sure, Corpusalo is a really good goalie, but it's going to take time for him to really fill the Bobrovsky shoes. And then with Panarin, who wants out too... Do you trade him beforehand and try to salvage something? It's like when, uh, you know, uh, Carlson, well, maybe not like Carlson, but Tavares. Do you just trade Tavares ahead of time and try to, you know, maybe squeak into the the playoffs with him? Or do you trade him and then, um, you know, just say, okay, well, we're done and we're going to get some assets, which they didn't get anything because they wrote him right to the end and then he just left for nothing. That would be... That's 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 where the big battle is for Columbus right now. And if I was Columbus, I would trade Panarin. Yeah, and fill that hole with somebody else. I I agree. They should Columbus should trade him, but I don't like that trade doesn't make sense for the Senators in my mind. Like Columbus would have to give up a decent prospect as well because why is Ottawa going to take a rental back? It's got to be a three-team well, deal, maybe. Maybe no, Ottawa can that's find. I, I was just going to say it would have to be a three-team yeah. deal, like how Ottawa picked up Deshane. So. Ottawa wouldn't want Columbus's pick for their first rounder because it would be so late. So if Ottawa took Panarin and then um, you know gave it to Shane, then maybe they could trade it to another team that's maybe in the playoffs but has a high pick or getting close. You know what I mean? I, I haven't looked at like possible candidates or anything to create this crazy uh, hot take, but that could be done. It could be very feasible. Carolina's that candidate. Ooh, Carolina making the push. And, there, the and I have heard talk about that too. Or Florida. Yeah. Florida, yeah, Florida's another one. Dallas. Dallas would be an interesting candidate for him because Dallas actually I think they're like top five in goals against in the league. Like their defense has been unbelievable. Who would have thought? But their offense has been horrible this year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because they got called out with uh, Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan for sure. Yeah. And imagine if you put that it put Panarin on their lineup. Like I, I know uh, Ben and uh, Panarin are both left wingers, but Put that on like a, a power play. Oh, that would be nuts. Well, what about a team like Vegas? Do you think Vegas has has a spot for him? I don't know how. Does Vegas Vegas must still have some first rounders yeah. coming in yeah. uh, this year too? Eh? Yeah, Vegas has the ability uh, to move him. Checking. Yeah, look at this. Dallas has a hundred and forty nine goals against, which is awesome. Oh my like goodness! Super yeah. low. Guess their goals for. Oh, uh, one hundred and fifteen. Oh, higher than that, but still 145. 
Their goals for is on par with the LA Kings. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> that's one thing as an Oilers fan. You got to be at least we're not the Kings. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. That's that's okay. Yeah. What okay? What about this as a, as a wild card for the Duchesne uh, sweepstakes? What about the Minnesota Wild? Oh, it's just not Frank how they operate. Fringe team, but could use a rental just just to see if they can because they're gonna go up against someone crazy. Like well, who? who not the Flames. Right now they're gonna get. They're, they're gonna the Jets, probably. right? The Jets. Yeah. Yeah. So you gotta have some firepower, man. And I don't even know if Zach Parise is healthy. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. It's they have two million in cap space right now. The Wild. So they'd have to, yeah, yeah they'd have to they'd trade have to away some. Yeah, they'd have to get get rid of a bigger name there. You know, if they traded away Victor Rask to, to Ottawa, that that'd be something that'd free up uh, six million. So they could pick up Duchesne for sure. Aaron back to Chicago, center for a center. Yeah, that could that could work. Man, you know, it, it will be interesting. Okay, so do you, do you guys want to just talk about a couple more like big names that are out on the market and they would yeah, move to can, something else? We can talk big names. We can talk about yeah, sure. like other teams. You mentioned the Wild, so can I jump to the Wild for a second? Because do, do they just say, hey, you know, we're going to squeak in. At, at most, we're going to squeak in. Do we, maybe it's time to part with Eric Stahl? Okay. I, I'm going to put this out there real real quick before I get into my point. I watched this interesting video about the day that they signed both uh, Sutter, or Suter, I don't know how you pronounce it, uh, Maybe Bosa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bosa? Yeah. And Parise, and how they promised these guys like all this money for a long time, and like it's just been a clusterfuck. I, Ryan Suter. You're talking about Ryan Suter. Sutter or Suter? I, I can't remember how Brian pronounces it. Sutter. <laughs> so, so, in my head, they have to do something because I really believe, I know Detroit has this claim, but Hockey Town USA is 100% Minnesota. I don't give a shit what Detroit says. Minnesota is the... <laughs> hockey town? The state is a hockey town? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like Detroit, Detroit, whatever. I don't, I'm, I'm saying like the, me- the mecca of all U.S. hockey. I would say, I would say U.S. hockey, ball. the state would be Minnesota, but the town, I don't think it would... I, th- I think Minnesota has to go on to their smaller communities, okay. not so much Minneapolis right. and St. Paul. I'm not going to split hairs on this one, okay? I'm, I'll, 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 what, I'm trying to say, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is the mecca of U.S. hockey, I believe, is Minnesota. And I know that... Not Boston? <laughs> fuck Boston. Boston College. Uh, I just, I just, I, f- I, I feel like um, that that city, that state, needs <laughs> needs some fucking love, and I want, I want to see them make it. I want to pull a trigger on something. Maybe they, I, I don't know if they can knock off the Jets, but that'd be insane if they could. But I'm just saying, I would like to see like a, a, a team with a really good fan base. Get get a gift. I would love to see the Sharks finish first and the Wild push them in the first round of the playoffs. Because to be honest, we all know how the Sharks always crumble in the playoffs. So that's the, the old Sharks. sharks. The, Those are the old Sharks. Oh, yeah, old the, Sharks. The new I forgot sharks. your call earlier in the year. Yeah, <laughs> Sharks, Sharks and Leafs, baby. <laughs> Joe, Joe Thornton getting hat tricks for the first time in eight years. He's heating up. It took back. him some time, but he's heating up <laughs> against his old team too. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm just saying. I, I like in in uh, sweepstakes talks. I would like to see Minnesota do something out of the West. 
if Minnesota's going to do something, let's on to other players. What about uh, Wayne Simmons? Do you think the Flyers are sellers? With it's this so recent weird. Push? I think they have to do something. They, have, they need to do a little bit to bump. I don't think Wayne Simmons is a bump that they need as much as him to another team is a bump that they need. Wayne Simmons to Boston, I think, would uh, be the perfect. If if I'm Boston and I'm looking, I've heard that before. I, makes does sense. Boston need more grit? Well, he's grit that offers seventy points a season. I know he he's, like, a, he's a good overall player. He's a good all round player. He yeah, and can he elevate the way Brad Marchand has over the past two oh, years? Oh man, right? Could you imagine having Wayne Simmons on the on that side? I line was so pissed you, last year when Boston picked up Nash. And I, th- and I thought to myself, how does Boston do this? How does Boston still... Every year. Every year. Every, so, so there's always something. Well, and yeah. fuck Boston. But... All right. Uh, sorry, sorry, go on there, no, Anthony. I, I just no, got something to say It's, it's probably that. best you cut me off. Go ahead, dude. <laughs> All right, so I'm just looking at something here. Philadelphia has almost $8 million in cap space. What about a three-way trade between Columbus, Philadelphia, and Ottawa? Okay. So how how that break down? So I'm thinking Duchesne ends up in... Columbus, uh, Panarin eventually ends up in Philly, and then Ottawa gets the sp- the spoils with uh, prospects and picks. Wow, I think the only way that mm, that's tough, it could work. It's just uh, do you? It's what so incentive tough. is that for have, Ottawa though? Ottawa has to get picks. If, for if both Ottawa teams. gets picks, that's fine. But if you're if you're the Flyers, then you're stuck with multiple expiring contracts which is really like it doesn't leave them in any better spot at the end of the season yeah like they don't need to trade simmons that's the thing they don't need to trade him well he's on an expiring contract this year and it's like if they're not going to make the playoffs or if they're going to just but but what's the point of getting another another renter rental yeah well i think they could just trade him to someone like boston and get some prospects but yeah i think that's i think that's the only move if if you're philly because you might you might uh can they squeak in where are they i don't think they can squeak in they're, they're like they're I wasn't close. including Simmons in this deal. I know you this weren't. deal was strictly more so. Yeah, yeah. So because because they have so much cap space and they do have a wealth of riches as prospects that are having a t- tough time breaking, you know, their roster because they still have these, you know, uh, not the old guard, but at least these veterans that are still holding on to these positions because they're playing well still. Yeah. So like they have some, you know, a, a long list like Vecchioni, Rubstov, uh, and then some defensemen too that I'm sure that. You know, Columbus would want for Panarin, and they just add Panarin onto the team, and there you go. You got another left winger. So yeah, well, it's and that's the thing. Do you have to make a decision like how much you want to mortgage your future to push into the eighth or seventh playoff? Well, that's the trade deadline, baby. That's it. That that, that's the name of the game, baby. I don't see that. I don't see that happening. To be honest, the I the only thing. I see... And Boston can mortgage the future over Philly? Yeah, I, th- I definitely. Think I think Boston can afford to because they're Boston has a piece away from Boston winning. has a lot of pedigree of winning, winning recently, that can that can attract people. They do have a way of spinning some magic. I think in Philly, I mean, Philly is a graveyard for some players, including goaltenders. Granted, Hart might be the future. I just want to put that out there that... Philly hasn't since I can't I, since Hextall. No, Hextall wasn't even a good goalie. No, Hextall he's just was like great, just a crazy person. Yeah, but okay. So my client was telling me this crazy story about before Hextall. Uh, I can't remember the name of the goalie they had, but he died in like a car crash, a plane crash, or something like that. A car crash. 
but he was like a, he was a good goaltender, but young, and it was like the, his curse. It's his curse, and that's why I feel he can't have a decent goaltender. Huh? I don't. I can't, I can't remember the, the name of the player, but he's a young, good up and coming goaltender. Died in like a, some kind of car crash or airplane crash or something, and since then they've had this curse of bad goaltending. So that's but, interesting. Hell Lindbergh. Is that is that the goaltender? Yeah, he died in a car crash. Right, thank you, sir. That's crazy. I just age twenty six. If if Philly is smart and wants to embrace what they need to happen over the next few years, they need to get rid of Simmons. And to be honest, with Furland on the market too, similar players in my mind. Like I think Furland probably goes first and dictates what they can get back for Simmons, which would be huge. Okay. I think. I think for them that's huge. I'll put this out there. Then I want to move to something similar but different. Any other big names you guys see moving? Um, oh man, a few. <laughs> <laughs> who else? Who else do I got here? Um, because uh, th- I think I'm stealing your idea though. Because I, I also want to talk about what we think our teams are going to do. Yeah. So we didn't really touch on Stone as much when we mm. talked about Ottawa. Stone's going to move for sure. Uh, you know. You talk about so Ottawa's losing their two best players. Yeah, because I once again he's not going to or two top forwards. I should like say seven. Triple he's making seven point two million. So there's going to Stone's making seven point two million. Yeah, there's going to need to Holy be some. Creative. I got seven point three five. So yeah, that's yeah, even higher. So salary. They're going to need to. Uh, they're going to need to do some very intriguing things. Whoever acquires him, man, to make him I didn't know he get that much money. But where do I see someone like him going? You. Know, Pittsburgh always acquires a player at the deadline, That's and they true. always find a way to make it work with their cap. Yeah, I don't understand it's, inc- how, it's incredible. But like, I think back to like the James Neal move. Yeah, moves like that. I'm like Stone on that team. That makes them scary in the playoffs. Yeah, and 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 what they're in like eighth right now, and they and they're just gonna have this way or seventh or something. They might just have a way to just sneak themselves in. Uh, sorry, um, just be a sleeper. I mean, and but fuck Pittsburgh, man. Like, they're always they're always yeah. They always have some some kind of black magic. Yeah, it's like the LA Kings way of the old. Right? They they just sneak in seventh. and they go deep. They're seventh right now in the East. Um, okay, so uh, Aaron, do you have any other big names you want to talk, you want to get out there? Uh, not really. There's just like those um, you know those fringe players that you know are big. Yes, he's so just those, tied those, the game. Those those, <laughs> those those four guys that we just mentioned there, uh, but the other ones like Kevin Hayes, Matt Sorrello, Gustav Nyquist. Coil, you know, Zingle, Zingle, yeah. Berland, uh, yeah, 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 Hamilton. But oh yeah, know, in, the, in the next week here. But then we we're also talking about Anaheim beforehand. You know, like Silverberg or Raquel. Like those are guys that could be moved, but will they be? Like, it's it's all over the place. I've even heard Cody Cc being dropped around. Another oh, name yeah. from Ottawa being moved. So uh, the list goes on and on for the possibilities of you know trading somebody around so, and see how it goes. So. One last thing before we talk about our teams, then, is who do you see being the surprise buyer at oh. deadline? Okay, I'll, I'm gonna put out one from each each conference. I think I think Vegas has something up their sleeve. They've been real quiet. I don't know, I, and I don't really know what Vegas needs to be honest. I mean, do they need more scoring? I guess I, you can never use you can never have too much scoring. Said like a true Leafs man. Right yeah, it's very true. Yeah, yeah. And so, so the um, the Knights are my, my pick out of the West, and I I don't know uh, out of the East. 
I can't imagine the Caps doing anything. The Blue Jackets, I'm so confused by them overall. The Bruins are probably going to have something up their sleeve. The Islanders, I don't think are going to do anything. The Lightnings don't need to do anything. I, I, so I guess it depends. Depends with the Habs. I can't imagine the Habs want to do anything. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I well, hope not. They, why would they mess? <laughs> We're talking about surprise, like one out of like left field like that. You know, it'd be more like somebody that's just out of the playoff contention. Maybe. I don't know. Like, like Tampa Bay is not going to buy heavy. Like, they're they're set to right, go. Dude. Like, let's just talk about I, I think what Brian's getting at is, like, teams that are outside of the playoff picture so that might be buying in. Outside, on the fringe, but, like. You know, g- like, like Florida's 10 points out, but are they going to buy in heavy? Gotcha. And then just in, in, in hopes to get first dibs on re-signing some of these well, guys? Well, then my, my guess would have to be the Carolina. The Carolina's got to do something. they got too much not to do anything. I, um... Carolina's Carolina's very interesting. I'm taking I'm going to take you back to what like 20 games into the season when Buffalo was lighting it up okay, and yeah. they looked amazing. And yes, they have a decent young core, Eichel, Dalin, but like you look at you look at them and does that entice them? Does that when they had that winning, does that make them want to make, you know, they're on the cusp once again. They're like four or five points back from a playoff spot right now. Does that make them just go in, make an acquisition? Make They've push. done it in the past, right? So yeah. maybe they can get uh, Ryan O'Reilly back. <laughs> or and then I still think, you know, some people may say this isn't a surprise, but I can see Dallas I don't know how they'll do it with their cap, but I can see Dallas making a move for not just one, but two players in in this deadline and really pushing all in because they've pushed all in for the past five years and it's never panned out. They finally have their defense playing well. They acquire a couple. There's all the names out there that are big are all forwards right now. They can they can really bolster their their forwards. They maybe will get some two way players, and who knows? So I can see them making a move for one or two players this uh, this deadline, and really, who knows what'll happen with that? But yeah, I think Dallas is the team to watch at this deadline. Chaloops, what you got? Yeah, it's kind of hard to say. I thought Florida was a lot closer uh, to the playoff picture, but they're almost ten points out, so. I think a good heavy buyer would be. I think Colorado's gonna make some splashes there, like they're just outside of a playoff spot. But I see them making like chasing some big names. Like that's what do, I'm thinking. That's that they're gonna really try to. A, do you think there's a chance that Colorado trades Ottawa's first? Oh. That'd be tough. Uh, like <laughs> trade it, trade it back, trade it back to Ottawa for, uh, for Stone. Mark Stone yeah. and Duchesne. <laughs> yeah, there you, Duchesne goes back and then fucks up the team again. <laughs> and uh, Ottawa goes on a big run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and get the plays to get out of the top ten. <laughs> oh man, it's like this team doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I don't understand what's going um, on. I think Sackick's gonna hold on to that thing because if you can make the playoffs and you get a top like five pick. That's pretty you have to do it. Right you have to. You can't trade that. Someone's got to offer. No, I don't even think you do that because Jack Hughes is just like there's so much potential with this kid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, the top three looks sensational. So like, like Colorado is going into this like fingers crossed hope Jack Hughes, but wherever they land, they're going to be thrilled with that pick. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're laughing. They're laughing. Yeah, totally. So I I don't I don't think that you can trade that pick Ottawa's pick away. 
it is as much as like I'm sure Sackick just feels terribly sorry to uh, the senators and stuff. It's just like, man, like I really hoped you guys were gonna do well. I really hoped that Shane was gonna do well, but we're gonna take this and go with yeah. it. So it, it, um, I, I, I do see them chasing a big name, like whether it is, um, you know, Simmons or um, DeShane. Or they want to go after DeShane. I think that'd just be too awkward. But like Stone or Panarin, like they, I could see them like going after some bigger names there for sure. I, I like the idea of Colorado possibly having two, two picks in the top 15. That's that's pretty sexy. You got to you got to hold on to that. Yeah, well, especially because they were having such great chemistry in the first like third of the season, and they kind of faltered off a little bit. That top line has still got some mad chemistry. Oh my gosh! But yeah. if you could just if you could just like get a little bit of depth and get like one more big name guy to put on your second uh, second line and maybe your top power play unit, that would be pretty stellar. Yeah. that's for sure. Like I'm not saying that they're going to chase after Panarin, but say if they did, you know, you keep your first line the way it is. Panarin plays on the second line. And then you throw them on the power play. Totally. Like, my God. It's like John Tavares, yeah. Jordan Leafs. Hmm? It's, it's like John Tavares, Jordan Leafs. Yeah, but a smaller cap hit. And, you know, Colorado still has some cap to manage. Yeah. Okay, so do, is there anything else you want to put out there, or do you want to get into what we think our teams can, can do? Uh, I think the last team that I'm just thinking that could make a move, just based on how they've recently played, and the fact that they have a history of making bold moves uh the blackhawks oh yeah good call yeah i can i can see them making a move just anything to bolster their defense now that they've got kane firing on all cylinders you know what else do they really need they've Mm. always had a decent offensive team they got to shore up that defense though so i can see them making a move there do you think they, they get rid of any any of their back end I don't think they. I don't think they can get rid of at least not the big contracts. Like, I don't think that they'll hold on to Keith for sure. Right. Um, Seabrook's out right now. He's injured, right? So I think he's day to day, but he's uh, he's got like a like core injury or something. So I don't know. I can just see them trying to add something, but the defenders on the market aren't game changing defenders, right? right. So. Uh, Aaron, Aaron, do you have anything to add to that? Um, well, I, I also just want to note too: uh, the Avs have eleven and a half million in cap space. Hmm. That's and so they could trade their own first rounder, and then maybe some like you know small guys or like that to just try to get in the playoffs and kind of make a push in the playoffs. Like I, I could really see Stone jumping on that team too. Yeah, Stone's be, a good fit. Yeah, there. all kinds of things are possible. Like they're in a really good situation now that they have two first round draft picks. One's a bit going to be a bit higher if they make the playoffs, and the other one's going to be probably top five, maybe t- most likely top three, I would say. And they have a wealth of you know youth that they could move, and they have some other draft picks coming on right. too. Like they got the Ottawa Senators third round pick uh, this year as well. So, God, what. What a crazy deal that was. Yeah. All right. So moving into what we think are right, like, I, guys, this is very interesting. We we have three very different perspectives. With myself, the Leafs are, will make the playoffs. Brian, the uh, he's got a fringe team with Montreal, and Aaron, you got a bottom dweller in the in the Ottawa. Uh, sorry, Ottawa Senators. Sorry, the Ottawa Senators of the West, the Edmonton Oilers. Do you? St- <laughs> well, the Ottawa Senators of the West would be the LA Kings. That's true too. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Close enough. So. We'll start yeah. with you, Aaron. What do you, do you think your team does anything at the trade deadline? 
You know, I think we're going to go after Panarin, Deshane, uh, and uh, Stone as well. Maybe even Bobrovsky, make too. Make a good push. Make a good push. Push. Yeah. 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 No, no. We're going to be selling. Um, there, uh, Pete, uh, Sorry. Bob Nicholson had his uh, press conference after Trelly got fired, and he made a statement that they were really going to push to make the playoffs. Um, at this point right now, we are oh, – how many points? We are seven points out of the playoffs. Uh, to be tied with Minnesota, but you know, uh, we're we're not going to do it uh, unless we go on a mad streak and Koskinen starts standing on his head and the and we get some secondary scoring going on. We're not going to do it, and I really don't think that's going to happen. So I think we're going to be sellers. Um, like uh, we got the guys that are have expiring contracts and that might be good depth players for other teams because let's face it, when the playoffs hit. Uh, injuries happen, exhaustion happens, you know, the, the endurance and stamina is a real factor. So, Shea Son, he's had a really good year. He's a uh, career year, 17 goals. He won a Stanley Cup last year with the Capitals, so he's got playoff experience. I think you could get a third for him. Um, he is, and he's also got, a, I think he has a $1 million contract. So, like, he's going to finish the year with more than 20 goals. 100%. Like he's probably, he could probably hit 25. Yeah. yeah. So I could see him getting a third for that and maybe something else. Um, Zach Cassian, maybe a third. You know, he, he does he does wear down other teams. Like when he was in the playoffs, the Oilers, and they were playing in San Jose, he was a shark killer. He was hitting everybody left, right, and center, uh, just crushing them. And he chipped in on a few goals as well. Like that was that's the reason why he got such a good uh, pay payout at the end of the year, almost two million, one point nine five million. Uh, so I could see him being moved. Uh, Petrovich, uh, we got him from Florida. We gave up a third rounder for him, and we also moved um, kind of like I don't know a journeyman defenseman. So I don't know, maybe we could get a, a third for him. Maybe ambitious have to trade something yeah. else yeah. to go on. Pardon me. I said that's ambitious. <laughs> yeah. Well, we trade. Well, yeah. We. You know, yeah. That was Charlie trading. So maybe we could. We got fleece a little bit. But, yeah. Uh, four, fourth. Fourth for a depth of defender, maybe. And then other guys that could be depth, and we could move them. I'm not sure, but Reader. He hasn't scored in like 70 shots, uh, and he hasn't. I don't know if he has a goal this year at all. Um, and then Gravel. But uh, I, Gravel is such a cheap little contract. I think I always really want to try to resign him. Uh, and then Reader. I'm not sure if we could move him or not. I'm not sure if anybody would want to take him, but he's really fast and he's a good penalty killer. So maybe somebody just keeps him, you know, on the scratch list, and if they need him, they can throw him in because he's also got a cheap contract. But those are the guys that I think will be moved most likely. I think it'd be um, really shitty if Edmonton Colt held on to Chiasson and didn't let him go into the playoffs because he's playing so well. But sell, sell, I don't sell. Know. I don't know. Like that. This. That's pretty much how it goes. I hope they trade Koskinen into somewhere, but I don't think that's going to happen. So, oh well. All right. Brian Smythe. Um, well, firstly, one other thing uh, that I can see happening with the Oilers is they acquired Gagne, what, like a week ago? Mm. Uh, over the weekend. Yeah. That's uh, that's easy throw-in. Right, that's something that if you got a trade and you want to move up a, a pick, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're like, hey, maybe a third round's not doing it for us. Can we throw in Gagne for a second rounder? Maybe that helps you guys get a bigger return, right? And so, yeah, no, I'd be all right with that too. Yeah, I was really happy that Edmonton, uh, that Edmonton was able to get Gagne for Spooner because 
let's just face it, Spooner, who's just fucking <laughs> shit as yeah. shitty can be. And and Gagne's only like he's only got like a three point one million cap hit. So, yeah, exactly. So I don't know. It, it it could be movable for sure. Yeah. Yeah. When I think about Montreal, like I look at this roster and I look at how they're performing, and I'd be scared to really mix it up too much. Yeah. To be honest, uh, you know, I always argue like, why is Jordy Ben? Still, <laughs> still a third line defenseman in the league, but he shows signs. Like sometimes he's a great defender, other times it's just baffling how he's still in the league. So maybe, maybe that's something that the Habs can go for. I don't see them making a a large move other than you know maybe a third line defender or maybe a third fourth line. I, I can only imagine Montreal doing what they did last year. Which is anything anybody who's expiring contracts, just see what kind of picks you can get from whomever yeah. for whatever. Like anything, anything expiring. I think you got to do. Yeah, yeah, I can see them doing something like that. But other than that, you know, maybe someone that they can move that would be interesting to kind of get off the books. Who's been all over the place as a hab, more of a letdown than anything else would be Shaw. Shaw's contract has yeah. been a big burden, but. You're you're selling when they signed him. Yeah, he, yeah. You're selling you're selling at a decent height right now. Like he's been back. He's actually played what four or five games since he's been back healthy, and he's got some points in a few of those games. So yeah. I, you know maybe you're gonna get something back, but it's still it's not a good time to sell when someone's just coming back from injury, right? Right. So all right. Well, I'll I'll say that. I mean, that's been no surprise. At least need defense. Um, we, we talked about it on, on the first rendition of the show, which is uh, there's been recent talks that the Rangers and the Leafs are looking to make a deal for Adam McQuaid. Um, decent defenseman with some sandpaper uh, qualities to him, I guess. I have former Boston Bruin, and if the Leafs and Bruins hook up again, it you know, would be nice to have him on there. That would be a great move for the Leafs. You know, yeah, and, and so I, I was curious about that. So I was like, well, what did New York give up to get him? And they give a, a fourth rounder, which is like okay, that's that's a fantastic deal. Yeah. So uh, I can't imagine. I I feel like now it's gonna be a little bit of a premium. So maybe a third, but I I can't see anything more than that. Oh man, expiring contracts, right? Yeah. Like you're taking a rental on a third line, maybe second line defender for the Leafs. If you look at it, maybe yeah. he's he's probably second liner. Because one of the two Russian defensemen, Zaitsev's got to go. It's Zaitsev's or Oceanic Oceanov. Oceanoff, that's not his name. Uh, Oceanic <laughs> is like one of those two have to like they won't be on the team. Like oh, Zaitsev's horrible. Zaitsev isn't that he doesn't bother me as much as like sometimes when I watch Ron Hainsey, I'm like ah just be faster. Why can't you just be faster? <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah. Other than that, I can't see the Leafs doing too too much. I mean, there's all this talk about the fourth line, but I don't give a shit. Like, there's so many guys that can play at fourth line. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why even bother? Like, there's no point. Trading for a Thomas Placanic again, like there's no there's no need to do that. <laughs> I agree. I, they definitely need to add a defender. And Zaitsev, four point five million a yeah. year on the cap hit. That's why he's got to go. And this deadline's a perfect time to move him if you're already going to acquire someone else. And he's the type of player. Maybe the Rangers go for something like that because he's locked up for so long that maybe they can feel like he's a piece to you know at least add to build around. Rebuild, the the right? least gave. So. I don't know if they, they traded. I think they traded to Florida or Tampa, maybe. 
But uh, they had a defenseman. Oh, shit, what's his name? Anton Strollman. Yeah, Strollman. And they, they just let him go for, like, nothing. And he ended up being, like, a really quality NHL defenseman. I think I think he's playing in New York right now. I think that Karma has to come. Tampa Bay. Is it Tampa? Okay, I couldn't remember if it was Tampa or New York. But he, he bounced around between those two teams after the Leafs. And it just broke my heart because I, was, I was, thought he was a good defenseman. And I think the Leafs need a little bit of that love back. They need, they need to find a little diamond in the rough. And, I mean, the, the Jake Muzzin deal was a great deal. Great. First rounder, fine. So, it's, so let's hope that it's a late, late round first rounder. And it's, it's closer to like a, a 27th to 31st pick as opposed to uh, like a 15th pick. But Yeah. Yeah, so, that, so that's what I'm hoping for. And I, mean, I can't imagine at least need maybe some goaltender depth, but I don't even think they need goaltender depth. So I feel like, I feel like other than some, some kind of defense depth, that's all I'm really looking for. So you clear Zaitsev off the books, or the goal is because how else can you afford Marner for what – Marner's really gonna get Whatever. which it'll be like ten million. Yeah, let's say ten. Let's say anywhere from nine point nine to eleven million bucks. Yeah. So Zaitsev's got to come off the books for that to happen yeah. realistically. But the other thing, like the Leafs, really need to add a defender that they can also lock up for a few years for cheap. McQuaid fits that pretty well. You know, he and, probably and, you know, signed for a few might, million per might season. Might be another option for another year. Like a one-year deal, like a Roman Polak type deal, where it's like uh, two million bucks or whatever, whatever the league minimum for a vet is, and then just go. go. Toronto's gonna keep trying to find something that's under a million. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, like to, to like Hainsey's already thirty-seven years old. If you're gonna sign him again, it'd be a one-year one million. Yeah, so so hundred percent. Yeah, so whatever that is. But the, the thing that a lot of people don't talk about, which makes me crazy, is that they have a lot of. Really good, really decent young defensemen on the Marlies. Um, and so it's only a matter of time before those guys start moving themselves up. And those guys are going to be pretty cheap anyways. So they're not going to be huge, huge deal guys right away. So that Matthews deal, the Marner deal, let's say Marner goes five years or six years, whatever his, his term is going to be. I'm not that worried because their backhand's not going to cost them that much. Gardner's gone. So his projected $7 million paid day isn't going to happen in a blue and white uniform. So I'm not too worried about that. Morgan Riley takes a couple of years, four and a half, five million bucks. I'm good with that. Like, so, I mean, the backhand is not going to cost them a ton. And their future is looking pretty good with the defenseman they have. Lily Grimm's looking like he's going to be a great defenseman. I'm not too, too worried about those things. So hopefully they can get like a decent stretch of very expensive front-end guys and some pretty decent back-end guys on the cheap. Well... You guys, you guys are in a pretty good situation with, uh, you know, you got Muzzin for, what, another season after this season? Yeah, and, and who knows what happens after that, honestly, yeah. you know? I, well, he's going to be a lot more expensive after that, I think. But, I think but, he's going to be more of a $7 million, $6.5 yeah, million cool, defenseman. But, so, you know what, you might, have, you might give it to him because he might just fit the bill perfectly. And then you still have Morgan Riley, who's having the best career of his year, and for the next two or three seasons, you have him locked up for pretty cheap for his quality of defenseman. So, yeah. I'm not too worried about that. I'm not too worried about the back end costing money because they've got a lot of cheap back end solutions coming up. Uh, yeah, provide. But the thing is, is that like you're talking about the ideal window for the Leafs is the next. Like, let's say I don't. I don't know if it's this year, but let's say next year and the year after is like the perfect window for them to push for a right. championship. Like that's 
ideal. Let's window. let's say that including this season, next season, and maybe the following one or two seasons, yeah. they're going to be a, a really good team. So are those defenders going to be at the level where they can they right. can help bolster the team then? Because if you acquire a defenseman that you can't lock up for another few years, then you're literally saying goodbye to probably Zaitsev, as I said, because of the right. contract. And then you're saying goodbye to whoever you acquire for this six months. And then goodbye to... Uh, Gardner, and you're so you're essentially saying goodbye to half of your six defensemen, right? At the end of but, the season, that's tough, man. Yeah, but that that has to happen. That has to happen because the back end's been so many band aids for for like at least the last two three years. So yeah. So at some point, there has to be some stability. Morgan Riley's giving some of that, but there has to be another cornerstone to that, whether it be another right or another left handed defenseman. All right, Leafs, Leafs and, and Blues going into overtime, two apiece. Anyways, okay, guys, should we bring up anything else for this, this maybe the second-last edition or maybe third-last edition of Hockey Town for this season? I was like, I think I pretty much covered everything. I think so, too. Any dark horses you think squeaking into the playoffs? I don't know, man. Uh, I, don't see, I don't see any crazy dark horses. Like, I can see if Buffalo... Buffalo adds someone, maybe they, uh, maybe they squeak in, but who knows? Maybe their Buffalo is actually going to play it smart and just not do anything at deadline day for and just once. watch. And just but they, but <laughs> you're 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 burning another year with um, what's his tits? They're, Eichel. They're, Eichel, you're burning. You're burning. What's his name out? Eichel already has his new contract yeah. though. So he's seven you're, you're not burning off his ELC. Yeah. So I'm uh, um, sorry. Um, Stalin. Dalin. Dalin. Rasmus, Rasmus. Rasmus. He just started, though. Yeah, but, yeah, I, I guess. So he's probably, like, a three-year deal, and then you have to sign him for some cash after that. Yeah, and he'll but, be restricted, right? Yeah, so. no, he, he's an RFA at 21-22. Yeah, exactly. That guy's, that guy's going to get... Like, like you're not you're not gonna mortgage your future like at that yeah. point to like trade for like a, a quick fix or something like that. If the boys get hot, they get hot. But I don't see them going after like any of the big name tickets there. Like, um, okay, the guys they're losing. The like, guys they're losing at the end of the year are Skinner, Palmanville, uh, and really everyone else is RFA. Oh, those Skinner. are the two big guys they're losing right now. Think- uh, Matt Molson will be a free agent, but he's buried at the moment. So that'll be happy for okay, them. Okay, so my only dark horse coming out of the East is is Carolina. I think they can maybe hopscotch one of these Montreal or, or the or the Blue Jackets. That's the, and then out of the West, um, I would I would absolutely love to see the Blackhawks squeak in and just make some noise. Just just do something. Just take whomever to seven games. If that yeah. happened, I'd be happy with that. I think that would be. Uh... I would love to see the Blackhawks versus like the Jets in the first round. I think that would just be a go toe to toe. See what happens. Yeah, you, you know you you can't discount the Blackhawks just because when they're hot, like Kane's almost unstoppable. Right. Taves is still one of the best centers from a two way perspective in yeah. the league. Like, Mr. Clutch. Yeah, exactly. Aaron, you got any dark horses east and west? East. I like Philly, man. Wow. <laughs> like I predicted uh, for for the for the hot take beforehand, when I said uh, Philly's going to win the cup, that was like completely out of the blue. It was just <laughs> is a that hot who take. you had? It was. That's who I said just out of the blue. I was like, you know what? Fucking Philly, they win the cup. <laughs> just as a, just as a fucking really bold prediction. I don't think I th- if I was going to bet money on something like serious money, with no odds or anything like that, I probably would have picked like Tampa Bay. 
but uh, I definitely I probably would have picked Tampa Bay. Uh, but just for like a, a really bold like who knows what the fuck's gonna happen this year prediction, it was gonna be Philly. Um, I could see Philly squeaking into the playoffs. Um, I really like their team. I've always liked Philly for a long time. Um, I've always liked Philly for a long time. That's a funny way to put it. I, I've liked Philly for a long time. I've always liked their style of play. They're kind of like Boston, but with a bit more skill, I've always found. Um, just not that goaltending. Uh, in the West, it's a fucking mess, man. It is a monkey circus out there, and anybody can jump in there. Uh, St. Louis, I'm I'm happy that St. Louis found their footing and they're going up because there was huge talk about them just stripping down the team completely. Yeah. And like talks about Tarasenko being moved yep. and Petrangelo, uh, per, per, uh, Colton Pareko still on the trade the trade bait board. Who knows what'll happen there? But man, like they had some right guys now. that were talked about being moved. Do you think like this is another thing too with St. Louis? Do you think they might move Jake Allen? Oh, I think you might have to. It would be well. No, I just mean like for like like in a, in a playoff move, like sell a little bit. Like you know what? Like Jake Allen, he, he hasn't been playing well this year. He doesn't really have the most experience in the playoffs. So would they be mo- losing a whole lot? Who knows? So tough to I don't say. Know, just a thought there. But uh, if I was going to pick my two teams to get into the wild card position, two teams that was going to get uh, that might make it in the the wild card position, I think. It all depends on who picks up who to really solidify their positioning there. But I would say Colorado squeaks in there, and I don't know. I think Dallas will hold on to it. I think Minnesota might uh, miss the playoffs for the first time in many years. Minnesota needs to sell stall just while they can. All right, guys. I I would agree. I just want to put this out there. Um, At the beginning of the season, we guessed how many points the Ottawa Shitters were going to get. I said 62, Brian said 58, and Aaron Schlupin said 60. Guys, do you think we can make this happen? <laughs> I was like, let's look at They have 49 right now. Ooh, that, you know what? And they're going to be selling players. <laughs> <laughs> you might win this. <laughs> I was like, it'll be very can interesting. Can they win this five, five of the last 24 games? Yeah. Uh, I honestly don't know if they can. And top scorers, I just want to put this out there. I took Austin Matthews, and you guys both took Lanye. So I don't know where that, that's going to stand. It looks like Ovi's going to run away with it. Ovi has 40, right? He just scored 40. <sighs> so... Lining is the type of player though that when he gets hot, he gets hot. So I think um, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next twenty to twenty-two games. Like, it's just yeah, I can't discount him yet. We're gonna see what happens. Maybe if uh, maybe if you had a healthy Matthews, the whole season yeah, it would maybe. be a different story. I mean, Patrick Kane right now is uh, unbelievable, piece, right? Yeah. So, like, even if he has another, you know, seven eight games at this pace, then you never know. That's enough for him to potentially take it, right? Like That's he's right. he's getting closer, but Line A Line A was uh shit like. Really not. Uh, he got real quiet in January, yeah, February. Yeah, exactly. Like he's, I don't think he's missed a game. I'm trying to think if maybe one game he's missed. I'm like trying to pull up his stats right now, but I think he's got like 24 goals or something. Last time I check. Oh, here we go. 25 goals right now. <laughs> 59 games played. That's 
not a great pace for him. He's also minus 17, which is a huge, a much larger concern in my mind. But, uh, yeah, I just, he's the type of player that when he gets hot, it's the same thing. Like, you saw Kane come up. I don't think you can discount any elite score from being able to put up absurd numbers over, like, a 20-game stretch. It's just, a lot needs to happen. He needs, like, OV to get cold. And then, like, players like Skinner, who are still in the thick of it to get cold. Which I just don't know if it'll happen. can we also acknowledge that Kucherov has 99 points oh in 60 God. games? Absurd. Like, like I'm, I'm looking at his, like his his last five games for his points totals. He has seven goals in the last five games. <laughs> he has <laughs> he has five points against Columbus. He had two points against Montreal. He had four points against Dallas. He had four points against Calgary. He had three points against Florida. So that is a grand total of 18 points, points in five, five games. Holy fuck! Yeah. <laughs> no one's no one's gonna catch up to him unless he Definition unless he got injured, unless he got injured or something bad happened That's or cool. like he just got really really cold. He is running away with that uh, Art Ross Trophy right there. Like Kane and McDavid were on his on his heels for a while, but Jesus, like yeah, no, not not happening anymore. All right, Aaron. Listen, we're getting some technical difficulties on our end. We're gonna have to cut this motherfucker short. Any last parting words? Season's over for the Oilers pretty well. Uh, good saving grace would be if Dressel won the Maurice Richard, Richard Trophy. So, Woo. Woo, go team, go team. It's 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 possible. It's possible. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, Brian, turn it over to you, buddy. Um, I'm impressed with the Habs. I hope they don't fuck shit up at the deadline. Uh, Bergerman has a history of making stupid moves at the wrong times. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see. I want to close off the podcast with this little timbit. You guys might have heard Yammer Yager, NHL legend, um, just started skating and will play his first game for his team that he owns in the Czech Professional League with his... Cladno. Yes, thank you. I was hoping you would know. <laughs> of course he would know. And, uh, <laughs> and his line mate is Tom- Thomas Placanek. Placanek. Yeah. Captain Turtleneck. Yes, Mr. Goatee Turtleneck. Um, I saw them play when I was in the Czech, actually. I am not 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 Yager and Turtleneck, but uh, a good old no. Turtleneck. But I I just he's he's so impressive, and his goal is to play. Um, I, I I don't know where you classify this level of hockey, but he he said he wanted to play this level of hockey until his mid to late forties, which I think I'm very impressed by. And I mean, a guy with that much talent, even with one leg, I think he'd be okay. Good for him. Yeah. Anyways, good for him. That's been Hockey Town number two on the season. Thank you so much for tuning in and checking us out. For the Not For 30 podcast, for Brian Smythe, for Aaron Chalupa, Chupala Cabra. Oh, and the Awkward Throw Clear with Aaron Chalupa coming out later this week. Um, go Leafs go. Holla.